Hi and welcome to episode 15 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host Hannah Ruth Dyson and once again happy to be sitting here with you. Thank you for joining me and if you're here for the first time then welcome. I How can we not talk about (laughs) what's going on in the world right now? Uh, It's really really wild what a difference a week can make. Um, we, I'm of course referring to the coronavirus COVID-19 and just witnessing the impact it is having on our world right now is really astounding. Uh, living on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica, I've been a little bit removed I think from the early on um, panic or hysteria Uh, and had some distance and I felt pretty um, you know from that bird's eye view could see you know all the statistics all the you know the all the reality of this virus compared to any other virus Um, I don't think it's you know even gone higher than the numbers of the flu yet but uh, of course this in this this virus in particular has um, really created a knock-on effect uh, a ripple effect a shock wave through our whole um, world and economic system and political spheres that uh, we cannot ignore there's no real um, distance anymore that it's like going to influence us and so uh, yeah it's interesting I I was feeling removed and then I was starting to look at the news because I was trying to uh, keep in check whether you know borders were closing of course you know I have a retreat coming up um, on the 24th of March where we still we're still inviting you if you want to join you want to join nothing no borders um into Costa Rica have closed yet so if you're feeling this time you'd like to come uh, be in beautiful community and gather um in a really uh beautiful jungle setting to really connect to yourself and strengthen the immunity it's what it's all about it's why we <laughs> call it I think prophetically uh, medicine is our nature it's a really important um yeah space to to be in at this time yeah anyway I was trying to check the news more regularly and I'm getting sucked in more and more and then I started to really feel my whole system getting affected like my whole uh, nervous system feeling the stress the anxiety and I it was like really um, creeping up on me it's like I didn't quite notice and then suddenly I was feeling like pretty panicked about it or like my husband would come and like share another random piece of news or a joke or whatever and I had a bit of a meltdown I was like feeling just so my system was feeling overworked and then of course I had to breathe and uh, gratefully had a bit of a moment to myself I could go and meditate and as soon as I dropped into meditation I felt really felt the full energy of this time like the intense wave and impact this uh, virus has had and I felt this call to action I felt this call to rise to the occasion you know this is what it's all about it's nearly like all of my 
work, especially with this project for women who want to change the world. It's what we're exploring new systems, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, which is really, you know, the deepest and oldest ways connected to nature, moving and acting uh, cyclically and really uh, experimenting with ways of coming into community and ways of, uh, you know, equality. And so even the way we talk, teach, guide, share is really done in a uh, form of exchange always and not in this ego, uh, teacher, student uh, dynamic where um, we're ever, you know, trying to build up followers or try and like, you know, create this codependency. And um, yeah, and, and then <laughs> the deeper, you know, thing about changing the world, when we think about changing the world, it's really through our thoughts and our actions and our everyday um yeah, our everyday actions, experiences, and how we show up, it really starts there. And the ripple effect is vast because I know when I just come across one person who walks through the world differently, it uh, really affects me in a beautiful way. You know, when they're walking with their strength and their grace and clarity and integrity, it's so, it's actually so rare. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful to say I'm meeting more and more now like I feel the uh, further I go into my journey the stronger I get with my own uh, walk and voice and integrity and not settling uh, for less in my relationships and dynamics the more I'm of course meeting and coming across but it still feels rare um, but this is again the time more than ever for us to come together so whenever I talked like sort of checked in like should this retreat still be happening it feels like of course it should be happening and I'm lucky that just the retreat guests we have are very determined to come and so I'm working with it all it feels truly um wild like <laughs> like chaotic like nothing is really certain or in place I usually have things for a retreat or a gathering far more sort of in place and prepared and um, <laughs> this one feels really wild but I know if I keep showing up each day it's all going to be okay and uh, I just sidestepping out of the coronavirus conversation I want to share a little bit of the what has been taking place behind the scenes that I haven't really been able to speak about because it felt so uncertain and I knew I just had to really show up and pay attention and um, like take responsibility and make sure I, things got right. But with this retreat, I, I mean, I had found a location, um, I think like more than six months ago, I... I thought I found my place. I was really grateful it was close by and, you know, so on. It, it ticked all the boxes um, on the surface. And so, of course, that's when I went ahead with the retreat. So I was like, okay, this is the concept. I know exactly what I want to do. I know the people I want to invite to support, to facilitate. And I can see this also evolving and changing and, you know, moving with us um, through each season, seasonal change. But I knew this is what I wanted to do, you know, be in fasting, be in ceremony, be in silence, be in this deep connection in the jungle and invite others into it. And especially if you look at all the kind of studies around longevity and, and anti-aging and, and really 
the most vital health we can have. They all talk about fasting. They all talk about community. They all talk about, um, you know, being in nature, really connecting, being in movement, being um, in meditation. So just to have those um, as my cornerstones for each seasonal change, um, I knew yeah, this is what I wanted to do anyway. So to invite others into this world and into this uh, journey felt really right. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I, I thought I had the place, but a few red flags came up and I it was nothing quite so obvious, but it, something just didn't feel right and things started to get more difficult and there were a lot of question marks and I really came away each time feeling less good in my body about the place that we had and so you know really not that long away from the the retreat itself like now we're like just over I think a week away I'm a little bit confused with the dates right now but uh, we begin on the 24th and I think yeah, just over a month away, I had to say no to the retreat location that we had had. And that, of course, um, brought up a lot of um, uncertainty. I, I felt very irresponsible. and my, my mind was saying, no, just make it work with this place. Um, but, you know, what I've learned so far on my journey is that it really has to feel good. The relationships you build with retreat owners, with partners, with sponsors, with whatever, whoever you're working with, it has to feel good. Um, and to trust that. And really, <laughs> it came only when I was working with a client and she was like really needing to leave this toxic situation, but she was trying to find the place to kind of uh, the, you know, the alternative before she left and what came through in that moment was like, you know, in my experience, nothing really shows up until I take that leap and I actually leave. And of course, you want a few things like to kind of reassure you, you can always stay with a friend or, you know, whatever the circumstances you are, um, you know, not going to be out in the street, but you still need to take that leap. And it's uncertain, it's uncomfortable, it's scary. And <laughs> as soon as I said that to her, I knew right in that moment I had to... Um, leave this retreat location uh, but of course I was <laughs> feeling very uneasy and I'd spent so much time uh, like looking at all the retreat spaces all the airbnbs all the rentals available in this area and nothing felt right nothing fit the criteria of what this retreat needed which was you know really just to be fully immersed in the jungle without disturbance or interruption and uh like preferably with people who, you know, are attuned to the land, who care about, uh, you know, this jungle and, um, yeah, will understand what this, you know, retreat and this project is really about. But, uh, yeah, and I had a, a little bit of confidence in the sense that there were quite a few places on Airbnb available for the group size, so I knew like worst comes to worst, like we'll have a place. Like uh, I could see what was available, but I, I was getting really tested and I was grateful to um, the three uh, women supporting this retreat, Olivia, Angelica and Daniela, because they really helped me stay strong and they really believed in this dream and this vision because this is it. I had a really clear dream. 
I had a really clear vision. I really could feel that there was a place. Um, but of course, <laughs> that rational voice, you know, all the time is kind of like, oh, but, you know, maybe you should be sensible. Maybe you should just book something. Maybe you should, you know, just find a place. And of course, it's like kind of what my husband was saying. And then eventually he also kind of dropped that and was like, no, you'll find a place. And that was beautiful to have that because I of course knew that other voice that was saying you know you should really have a place you have people coming and so on anyway I went as just like a few days ago I mean all these days are merging into one now because yeah my week has been a little bit upside down but I I just I got this sense to look at um VRBO which is one of the rental websites and I was just looking through and then I spotted this space but I the photos weren't very good and it didn't have the capacity that I was actually looking for um, but I got this like I got this hit in my heart I could feel this sensation which told me it was something so I was like okay let me look at this and then again the images weren't great but I read the description and I was like Oh, yes. I think I've found it. <laughs> and I reached out and then like uh, arranged to go visit. And the woman came and picked me up at the bottom of, of the hill uh, that they live on. And like as soon as I got into the car, it was like we both, I think, had tears in our eyes. It was like this soul meeting. And I, I have this like deep sensation. She's like a soul godmother to me a guardian an angel it was just like and she felt the same you know she had just not put any effort into publishing the like space advertising the space because it's still like their yoga deck is still being built and you know not everything is ready that they thought maybe they needed to have in place for this for retreats to come but she was meditating and calling this in and we were just you know on the deepest level able to like communicate and I haven't had that with a retreat space owner so far you know I've I've met beautiful people but nothing like well we drop in and we're speaking suddenly in this way like we just you know probably wouldn't make much sense to many people listening but you then like you have your own language and you're just communicating telepathically and that was a sensation we both had because she said at the end like yeah we just I feel like a really heightening my my telepathic like abilities to communicate and I was like yeah absolutely because I knew like anything I th would think of like she would say or or vice versa it was like this ah like <laughs> beautiful conversation and we were both like vibrating and and of course the space is amazing and there is enough space for everyone coming and you know this opportunity like there's still space for more like if you know if you're listening and you're feeling called to travel even though, though this uh, pandemic is on the loose and you feel you would like to really um, build strength here in Costa Rica and then of course I'd like to welcome you and I every time I drop into meditation I'm like you know questioning like should I cancel this retreat and the resounding answer is no like this is the time you've been waiting for this is the time to show up this is the time to not hold back you know 
I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows. Like, is this a conspiracy? Is this created? Is this, you know, like going to be worse? It's going to be like, I, we don't know. Of course, you know, maybe someone out there knows, but I think all the sort of social media commentary and there's just a lot of noise and we don't know. But what I do know is that our system, our modern systems are so fragile. I mean, as soon as I got to university and I just began to start study a little bit of economics, I was like, are you kidding me? This is our banking system? Like when I finally got it and I was like, this is like, like everyone is just like basing their lives upon without any understanding this philosophy of economics like the and the fact that like the wealthiest people in the world they're just playing a very different game they're not paying debt they're just moving around debt they're not you know the the banks like <laughs> it's a joke it's so fragile like you know across the US and in Europe like banks hold like three percent of the actual money that we're put like you know holding in our accounts um that's what they have in their reserve. So the the economic system is so fragile. And I was studying it in 2008 <laughs> in the crash. So we were like actually studying the crash and how it happened. And you know, nothing has changed. In fact, it has got worse. If you've been paying attention at all, if you if you follow economics or the or the banking systems, um, it's just I mean, ever since it's been kind of like, it's not will we crash again, it's just when. And we've just been waiting. And honestly, if you, it should have crashed earlier, but the way things get artificially held up, it's like a stack of cards and it's so fragile. And it's not just the banking system, it's the uh, supply chains, like these crazy supply chains. It's also something I studied a little bit in university just looking at trades and um yeah <laughs> exports imports and this whole system um which of course is rigged like when we think of fair trade and we think of uh, i mean like these trade agreements and uh <laughs> and like you know rights for for countries like it's it's rigged it's like it's really serving those who are in power and it's such a fragile system once again. It's so complicated. It's so uh, like over the top, like it's not sustainable. So, you know, many of us, who, you know, are calling in this new world and calling this new paradigm. We know things have to break down for us to build something new. And these systems are not sustainable, they're not benefiting us, they're not benefiting uh, the earth, they're really um, creating so much destruction, there's so much um, dependencies with, I mean, again, just so fragile. And we have to start like really knowing that, like really witnessing that. Like, and I think at this time, that's like, that's what we're witnessing. Also just how like, pathetic really our <laughs> governments are and just the whole charade it's like you know it's not even a conspiracy it's just like the reality and the media again all a charade like there's no real journalism anymore no money goes into real reporting 
you know, investigative journalism doesn't really exist because there's no funding. Like, so we're not really getting true stories a lot of the time. They're just repeated, copied, um, like they're not fact-checked often. You know, it's just, it's so easy to spread <laughs> information that's like, uh, you know, who knows, like if it's... Um, yeah, really valid or really real or with substance. And so what do we do at this time? And, you know, we come to ourselves. I don't mean to speak in this way to increase panic. I mean it to empower us, to not witness the failings of our systems and start to fall into despair because this is the time that we ground. This is the time we connect to the earth to ourselves, to our bodies. This is not the time to check out, to leave, to escape, to pretend, to remain dis delusional, to stay superficial. <laughs> like we need to get deep here. We need to get true. We can't avoid it. It's happening. This uh, ripple effect, who knows? And maybe this is just a foreshadowing. Maybe this will die out. Um, but I really do believe it's preparing us for... Um, you know, potentially bigger events that will come, or maybe this is it. Maybe this is it right now. We don't know right now, but, and maybe when this is published, everything will have changed again. Who knows? It seems to be changing every day. But once again, we need to stay strong and healthy and resilient. Like this is when all of our wellness practices, spiritual practices get put to the test, get put into action because we've really been numb and lulled and dull. Most of us have just been going through the motions. It's so easy to be distracted, to just be going through our superficial routines, to have our problems, to have our traumas, to have, you know, our stories and to be on this repetition and just in the same kind of dialogues and the same, taking in the same kind of information and blah, 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 blah. And now, like, hopefully we just get shaken up. I just don't think this kind of superficiality and, and uh, denial and dysfunction can, can last. We're already needing to check ourselves, to look at ourselves. What are we um, feeding on? <laughs> what are we allowing to influence us? What are we taking into our system? And what games are we playing? You know, I speak a lot about it in this podcast, through this work, like the manipulation that's taking place through marketing, all these superficial promises given by spiritual teachers and marketing gurus. And, you know, like, if you just do this course, you will get this and da, 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 da. And it's like never that simple, never that easy if you are doing something true, deep, meaningful, purposeful. You can play those games, but it's not going to lead you to that deeper fulfillment. And, you know, I've met some of those people and they are presenting this image to the world like they have got it, like they are it. And it's so like saddening to me because, I mean, if you're not living it, if you're not feeling it, then who is it for? It's just so tragic. It's like just for the illusion of it, just for the image of this. It's like, and then selling people onto the same thing. And then, you know, you've spent so much money on these courses, on these certificates and all these things. And then really the only way to make a success of that is to do the same fucking thing. And it's like perpetuating this cycle of bullshit. And 
it's just, I've had, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I've like, and it's kind of funny because I, I really, I've like always liked to be independent and slightly rebellious and to just do things my own way. And uh, like you've heard me talk about in the past, I really channeled all of the course content and all like, as, like really a book's worth of content for this project for women who want to change the world, um, you know, several years back. And then I had this kind of weird sense. I'd been like such in my own cocoon. I was nearly like, is this even like relevant? Like are people already knowing this? Are people already talking about this? And like, what are other, I don't even know what people are selling these days in terms of business or marketing or um, like creativity or even flow state or whatever. So I decided to like come out of my cocoon and while I was beginning to share and talk about this work, I was like, maybe I should really go and see what other people are talking about. And it, it's weird because <laughs> I was like starting to really listen to a lot of people on podcasts or like look at their stuff and you start to kind of get a bit, like I started to feel a bit confused and I would start to maybe adopt other people's advice or try and do things um, in other ways and then it would really mess me up like I and then I've like I had I've talked about it again many times but I had really tough um end of 2018 and 2019 was a pretty hard slog of a year really a lot of inner work and getting right with myself and the work that I'm here to do and so that I'm just not you know gonna mess about anymore that I attract the right people around me and and I really um yeah keep going <laughs> but it was really this unraveling again and coming back to these teachings that I had channeled and that I had already learned to be true uh, and I came, I just remember reading my own notes and bursting into tears like why have I come away from this <laughs> why did I start to forget and I think it's also part of the journey sometimes you know you come away you forget and then you come back and you're like okay like there's no denying this this is the only way forwards for me and I'm going to talk about it I'm going to share it I'm going to help as many people as I can with this process because I know how beneficial it's been for me and I have this really strong sense that this is the way we're moving into in the future where when we work with our seasons, when we work with natural cycles, when we work with our true nature, when we really dig deep and unearth our hidden gifts that we all have, when we really show up from that place, uh, which, you know, of course brings up fear and uncertainty and really asks us to rise to the occasion, uh, then, you know, we're kind of unstoppable and we're also, you know, resilient because nature is resilient. What makes us fragile is if we're trying to um, keep up the certain illusion, we're trying to keep up this constant do, 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 um, and we burn out or we, you know, present this whole uh, illusion of us, like we create this whole image of ourselves already being a leader or in power, and I've met many of those, it's again very fragile because they're just waiting to be caught or they're just waiting to, and they have to constantly defend themselves and to, you know, keep uh, pushing stuff out there to kind of distract and to really, um, again, protect their, their self-image. Um, or, 
you know, which the stage I was in for a long time, which was just the dream stage, just the idea stage, felt so comfortable, so good. I had all the high ideals, all the good morale, all the, you know, concepts of like what I would do differently or what I would do better and all these things. Um, and then I had to really put, start putting it into action. I got sick of myself. Like, <laughs> how can I have just all these ideas? Like I need to, you know, put my money where my mouth is. I need to show up. I need to see if this actually works. And of course, the, <laughs> the deeper you go, the harder it gets. And it's not quite as simple as you thought in your head. It's not quite as black and white. But when you have that burning why, when you have that deep, true intention, that is what like, allows you to stay the course no matter the weather no matter what gets thrown at you because when you're on a deep current when you're on the deeper current and you're on your soul's purpose you're you know listening you're paying attention you're showing up like you are being tested you're being initiated there's so many rites of passages and you know a lot of it is dissolving our naivety our <laughs> our fears you know I had a lot of kind of I had a few of my big fears kind of play out and it was one of the most beautiful things because (laughs) as it played out I was like oh it's not that big a deal and oh I know who I actually am you know someone can try and throw mud at me or try and say that uh, you know I'm you know, in this instance, it was like, you're a colonizer or you're like, it was like some of my biggest fears with my work because I care so much about the work. And I am very aware that I'm a white woman. and I've, you know, been constantly questioning like how to walk rightly, how to do better than what I've seen out there. And then to kind of have that thrown at me at this really vulnerable moment. And it actually feels so not true, not even an ounce of truth really helped release that fear because I was like I know myself (laughs) and this was done in a moment of hurt and a moment of I think pain for the other person and I just like the trendy thing nearly to do these days like to throw that kind of vocabulary around and um, I was really able to also stand up for myself and put this person in their place because I was like this you know (laughs) so far from the truth of this situation and I was feeling also heartbroken because I'd given my all to this project and to this work and to feel like someone could like tarnish my reputation or could um, paint this sort of picture of me felt really like so toxic and I was like you know what you can try and do everything right in the world like really question have like good counsel around you good mentors good uh, conversations all the time you know checking yourself I'm so open to constructive criticism like I actually I welcome in people who set me straight in a you know in a really true and real way because it's like ah good like good thank you for keeping me in check there like you know we all need that but (laughs) to have this kind of situation which felt it was very painful but also good to go through to really feel all of that and um yeah I can just say from experience now this journey and this process and this uh way of walking through the world this apprenticeship path has really made me anti-fragile I'm feeling stronger and stronger like I know myself 
the world can throw anything at me and um you know undoubtedly if we are doing anything of impact <laughs> uh, any real change in the world we have to ready ourselves for um triggering people for angering people for people wanting to throw mud at us for people wanting to uh take us down and to criticize and you know when we feel vulnerable and weak that's our work then to go back in because maybe there's some truth maybe it's something that we haven't quite resolved within ourselves perhaps it's a fear that's just lurking in the shadows uh we need to face it all and that makes us anti-fragile it makes us so uh ready to show up for everything and i can just speak for myself like i could not do it alone like i had the most incredible counsel and support along this journey and that's also made me realize like i can't do it alone we can only show up for big change or small change or you know impactful change um by having good counsel our good eyes and ears um the people that we know we really can trust and sometimes it takes a journey to figure out who we can really trust i have definitely i think lent my trust out too readily at times and missed red flags and so on and so also felt betrayed and hurt at times but it's also part of the journey to keep coming back and yeah i care about the ripple effect i care about big thinking i care about dreaming the change that i wish to see in the world because uh who else is going to do that like <laughs> and are they doing it for the good of us all like we need to come together and be in these conversations we need to show up and yeah once again i'm so passionate about these uh retreats now i had like always a resistance to the word retreat because i really was here to do work i was really here to show up i was really here to learn to explore i the concept of a retreat that felt like kind of an escape or um yeah a sort of you know coming away from life and then just going back to life as normal and nothing really changing um didn't really appeal to me like i remember early on i i got offered this job it felt like a, potentially a dream job to go and teach yoga on this private island in belize and i was there for a month and you know with really just wealthy um tourists and <laughs> i was like so depressed to be on this beautiful island <laughs> with people um I mean I actually met some beautiful people there was one week in particular that there was a really beautiful group but most of the time I was like these are not the people I want to hang around with uh this is not it's not really lighting me up it's not really bringing me joy just teaching yoga this I mean it just wasn't my path and so I early on kind of rejected the concept of retreats Uh, so I was doing emissions, gatherings, like workshops, um experiences and and so forth, but uh, never a retreat. And then yeah, this concept of medicine is our nature um retreat. I was like, no, I want to do this ultimate retreat into the jungle. Like we need it at this time. We need to be fully immersed in nature and in our true nature and to connect to our me- own medicine. our gifts away from the noise away from the distraction um a way of coming together and being in really intuitive space like we just had a uh like retreat council call uh the four of us um facilitating the retreat and i was just like 
vibrating, like everyone's showing up so fully and just like all having these different pieces of the vision, which was so cool. Like each of us adding something that felt exactly right. And then like sharing it all, it was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> what we're walking into. And I, even though this first one has been definitely a bit of a ride, very up and down, like, you know, not having the place set for a while and then a lot of interest. And then, you know, I felt uncomfortable <laughs> selling without knowing exactly room setups and, and, and formations of beds or even how many beds we'd be able to host. And, and so, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been it's just yeah it's been a really interesting journey but I have every time I meditate I'm like this is the first one of many like you know I plan to do at least three or hopefully four a year and uh, for many years to come I really feel like this is something I'm just going to very naturally be stepping into now I have the place it's like incredible just the feeling of that like feels so good in my body and I just know then we can really drop in really drop in to do the work that we're here to do like connecting to ourselves and really it's like I, you can hear me talk you can hear all the stuff but I know I know it's when um, I get to share in those spaces we get to hold space that people you know become a lifelong friends or you know fans of the project like like connected to this work like I have people you know who all along the way who've joined these events like still messaging regularly like you know how much of an impact and a ripple effect and like so you know connected to the space because in many ways it's unique what we offer with Salsi Gathering this space to really show up together um and it, there's like a structure and form of the retreat itself or the gatherings that we hold. But um, otherwise, like we are all just showing up and taking responsibility and offering to the space. And it's not so much led by me or engineered, like the transformation isn't engineered. Um, even though I, I know how to do those things, I, I've you know, being part of or being witness. I've also taken part in, you know, those practices or kind of doing that kind of thing. And you can definitely create an experience that way. And, but I also just started to notice over time how it creates this kind of dependency or this sense of like, oh, that teacher or my teacher is so amazing. And this, you know, ego of mine and, you know, the teacher, like, oh, this person's like rather than, us coming together and learning from one another and dropping into a space like it's not all about me it's not like the Hannah Ruth Dyson show but I am there to really you know take um the space like really hold my own like I am there to bring everything that I have worked on and been part of and and share it but I I'm equally interested in, in learning and meeting everyone else who shows up to those spaces and it's uncomfortable for some, you know, some really rise to the occasion and, and are just like in awe and are like, yeah, again, like super fans of the project and, and these events and others feel deeply uncomfortable because we are used to following, we're used to being led or we like to stay in the sidelines and not really get involved. We like to judge or criticize or gossip or bitch or whatever 
And it feels more safe to do that from the outside. And, you know, when we're called to show up, we kind of have to start looking at ourselves. It's pretty uncomfortable, uh, but also so beautiful and worthwhile. And, yeah, I'm excited again for these retreats. Um, a little bit like different from the gathering because we can really go deep in a small group. Um, my, my only like heartbreak from the bigger gatherings as the, you know, the head facilitator has been like, I'm like doing so much work behind the scenes. I'm like keeping everything sort of flowing that it's like, um, I'm not able to fully connect with everyone. And, uh, I miss that sometimes, you know, like that real, um, deep connections, even though I know, you know, everyone else is making those connections. But um, anyway, I know in this retreat format, I'll be able to also, you know, really connect deeply with everyone in in that space. So they're really special in that way and also very individual, very personal. And uh, once again, this is what we're called to at this time. <laughs> Who knows what's going to take place over the next years. Um Many prophecies were in place for 2020. I've heard people who who read astrology talk about this being a big year, like a big shakeup, a big change. And uh, I know uh, many of the indigenous have spoken in this way for 2020. And so this feels like it's it, right? It feels like we're here and we need to feel the power of ourselves. We need to rise to the occasion and really look after ourselves. So again, this the, the retreat, which you can do at home, is like taking those spaces of silence, taking that moment to fast, to connect. Um, and a spiritual fast is not, it's not like dieting. It's like an emotional fast also. It's like to really connect, to you take away the distractions of food, which can be kind of heavy to our systems, give our like a digestive system a break to really maybe digest other things going on in our in our bodies and and then you know we work with the elements like I know when I the last temescal I entered into like traditional sweat lodge I was shocked at how much like uh, stuff I had going on like I didn't even know you know underneath the surface I think being a mother I was just going through the motions with everything but I had so much resistance when I entered into that space, into that heat, I just wanted to escape and then fully cracked open and like had to bow down and like put my head in the cool mud on the ground. And like that was the only way to survive. And I just felt my heart cracking open. I felt the release and the surrender. And so, you know, it's through some of this discomfort, through some of this, you know, like stuff that we want to avoid, you know, coming back to the concept I always work with, radical non-avoidance, it's like whatever we're asking for in the world, whatever we're trying to call in, whatever it is, it's usually just on the other side of our avoidance. If we ask ourselves right now, what am I avoiding looking at, talking about, feeling like, what is it? Um, <laughs> get a sense of where we need to head towards and uh, the shift that can take place when we do that. And oh, it's it again takes courage. And um, I'm here with you uh, through this time, through this journey. I I feel it. I feel this really important time. This is a time to kind of also wake up out of my own slumber to share more to just keep putting out all the content that I've had kind of 
in reserve, now is the time to be free with it, to be open with it, to invite you into it. If you once again are called to any of these offerings, the apprenticeship path, uh, this year-long journey, to really ride all through all weather with, you know, the strength and the anchor within ourselves and uh, also with support to also gather for any of these retreats. Of course, you can still join us uh, the 24th to the 29th of March here in Costa Rica, um, of course, unless borders truly get shut down. But I have a sense it's it's not going to happen, but in Costa Rica at least. Um, and then in future, we're still moving ahead as if as if it will all happen. But end of June will be the next one and then end of September. And we're still looking to do the bigger gathering chapter three for saucy gathering in early october so if you want to join uh, for retreat and then stay for the bigger gathering you're of course welcome to um now that we have a space i i have had a lot of insights and also a lot of people kind of reaching out and some really beautiful energy moving towards that bigger gathering which is exciting again and again we'll see if that's possible because i know it for at least uh the time being, we're, we're told not to come into bigger gatherings, so we'll have to play it by ear, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and otherwise, DM, email, uh, comment <laughs> in on social media. I love to hear from you and uh, hear what you're working with. And once again, this place is a conversation, this podcast, I'm here for you. If there's anything you want to explore, anything you want to go deeper on, let me know. And I'm happy to go there. And uh, yeah, you know, just reminding us all to ground, to breathe, to, you know, come into community with family, with loved ones, even though they're telling us to stay isolated. Like, you know, come to those that you trust, come to the ones that you love, connect to the earth, eat good foods, strengthen your immune system. There's nothing to fear when we're feeling strong in our bodies, right? And um, holding the utmost compassion and love for all those that are elderly, more fragile, also lending us support where we can. Um, really thinking of the people in our community who might need our support. So really staying, um, you know, compassionate. That's the word that keeps coming through. And I had to be reminded of that myself because... Yeah, it's easy to kind of judge or see this hysteria and and see like, um, yeah, the kind of the the ridiculous side of it, but then you know the very real side for many people, um, and what this means also for people if the economy um, does um, collapse, if it's beyond <laughs> the kind of uh, holding up and reshuffling and and things that uh, people are doing to try and bolster it, but you know, it will affect people uh, on the ground doing the jobs that, um, you know, don't always get paid well. And so making people feel very vulnerable. I think the best sides of us, again, are the ones where we come together and, and support and really, really show up and uh, feel connected and compassionate again. So, yeah, think of all those people out in the world who lived on uncertainty for most of their lives, all those people who've <laughs> been in survival mode, in resiliency, and uh, looking to them now for inspiration because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, 
politicians and and so on that just seem very fragile <laughs> have never really met real adversity never really been um yeah made to feel uncomfortable because they felt this kind of ego and sense of control and power but yeah, the ones with the true power, like I've been saying for a long time, are these indigenous female elders we've been able to work with because they, they're they able to work with all things. They're able to, you know, show up each day through many adverse uh, conditions and, and know who they are and they are a force and they are mm, the true power and the true leaders, I think, again, to look to at this time, the deep feminine this different sense of femininity, not this sensuous, like soft, playful, like, and you know, all those things are nice. <laughs> I love to be all those things, but uh, uh, it's not necessarily like I'm stepping into my masculine to be powerful. No, 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 no. Like the true deep feminine is powerful. It's a powerful force. Any mother who's given birth knows that. Um, but any woman, any... Um, female identified person knows knows and you know the men also when they tap into their feminine and they tap into the depth of who they are you know the true masculine also is a different kind of power and so calling upon those archetypes and those uh, real people <laughs> to look to at this time to uh, show the way I've also said for a long time <laughs> Uh, the indigenous are the ones who are likely to survive when things start to crumble in the modern world. Uh, they've often been spoken about in the modern world as if they're the ones dying out and our modern world is the one going to surpass it all to develop and to find our technology out of everything. But I believe that we need to work with the indigenous people. They have survived the longest. Their civilizations are the longest and the uh we have a lot to to gain from learning from their wisdom so yeah thank you for listening i'm sending once again so much love to whoever you are in the world stay safe take looking uh keep looking at keep taking care of yourself looking after yourself my words all uh merging into one and yeah don't don't let the fear overcome you allow yourself to speak it allow yourself to really look at it you don't need to pretend you don't need to feel stupid it's okay to feel real real fear I really felt when I felt it in my body I was like this is you know the medicine work the healing work you have to feel it to transform it and once you're able to feel it fully and find your way through that's true leadership that's true healing and that's so know that you are doing amazing work wherever you are and uh once again i, I want to hear about you i want to learn we need a strength of community we need to know those of us who are on the ground showing up at this time so um yeah let me know perhaps we can create a better sense of community as well maybe some kind of group chat i don't really like facebook but it seems one of the best ways if you're interested yeah, let me know. I'm happy to set anything up at this time because um, we need each other. And uh, yeah, again, you can join the Soul Seed House. I'm having some technical difficulties with setup and a lot of the back end stuff. It's like a bit of a, yeah, it's testing me right now. <laughs> but I also know the good that I felt through this whole th wave of stuff happening. I was like, oh, I'm really going to show up there. 
that is my deep work that I'm like I am going to put all my heart and effort and you know I always knew that but I felt it even more this week I was like okay this is it cool so if you want to join me there of course I'd love to meet you and be part of this journey in all ways you are of course already are just by listening I don't take any one of you for granted who are listening um thank you and please feel free to share to subscribe to rate review all the things uh, just to help us yeah continue getting to the ears that need it and to keep growing in this organic beautiful way um yeah once again sending love and so many blessings so much magic through this time